this is not a drill. This is not a drill. Full Court Press is back. Pierre and Riley are in the building. Matt was living luxuries this week, man. He went to Miami, man. So we hope you had a great time, Matt. Can't wait to have you back next week. But Riley, my man, how are you? Doing good, man. Glad to be back. It's been a little hiatus for us. Uh, I'm glad that we are we have returned. Um, right in time for this NBA trade deadline. Uh, it was actually it started really quiet. There was like not a lot going on. It seemed like <laughs> like in the like in the day previous. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it'll be a slow one because every couple of years there's like one that's kind of a little bit slower. But I think overall, like all the like number of players traded or something, it was like the most ever or something. The last like thirty years. Yeah. Weird. It- Definitely started off slow. And I mean, we, we, the only trade we really had that was worth talking about was the, of course the, the Harden trade. And yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of trades like previous, like before the deadline for sure. Um, I think the biggest one of the deadline, we'll get it started here. We'll, we're going to talk about the, uh, about the trades that we saw and how, how it affects, uh, how this is going to affect the league going forward. Obviously I think the biggest one is the bulls getting Vucevic yeah. uh, from the magic. That's, gigantically huge not just them getting that kind of player to put with levine but the fact that they got rid of Otto porter who was like an albatross of a contract like dude's just a shell of himself and then wendell carter who was looking like a younger version of that to an extent like the kid was just not doing what they needed yeah, to do he was definitely headed down that path yeah basically the bulls fans that we know were just like very much over both of those guys so the fact they were able to unload both of them and then get vucevic back is wild so i think that no one's complaining on that one uh, Bulls all. fans are ecstatic about that. Yeah, because when you look at Vucevic, he's a twenty and ten and five guy, and it's just yeah, wild. he's been doing it for a minute too. He's been doing it down there in Orlando real quietly, Focus. making all star teams, just doing his thing. Um, I know that Bulls fans really wanted Lonzo, and that would have been really cool to see. Um, but I mean, hey, if you can get Levine and Vucevic for now, uh, that's fine, you know. And they also got Daniel uh, Thais Thais. I was yeah, name, um, from Boston as well, um, which I think will help. I mean, he'll back up. Dice, I think that'll be you know that'll be helpful for sure. Um, and they didn't trade anybody that wasn't already that like they didn't already get in that trade. They traded Mo Wagner who they got that day, so it's not like they're losing a lot in that sense either. So, yeah, I think the Bulls that's a huge deal for those guys. Congrats to Bulls fans. Um, obviously the Bears didn't get Russell Wilson, um, so <laughs> they needed some they needed some sort of win. Uh, you know Andy Dalton. They, they didn't they didn't they didn't end up with Andy Ooh. Dalton in NBA trade deadline. So that's. That's good for them. I'm very happy for them. <laughs> and also, too, I think that Wendell Carter is going to have a much better chance down there. Like, get, sometimes it's like a Markel Full situation. Orlando's a great place to go. We yeah. say it all the time. Like, where do you go when you just need to, like, get away, basically, in the league? And Orlando is that spot. So <laughs> go there. Just, hey, man, reinvent yourself. Find, find your confidence again, you know, and then you'll probably, you know, you set yourself up for a better second deal. And even with Orlando, you still have pieces around Wendell Carter, you know, because they did bring in Gary Harris to go, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that trade in a minute. Yeah, indeed. Then Jonathan Isaac, once he works his way back, you got Fultz, you got Cole Anthony. So they have a nice little core to build around. When you think about four guys youth-wise, Orlando's in great shape. For sure, yeah. And also they got those two first-rounders from Chicago as exactly. well. Which, so, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, definitely. If you're going to do what you're going to do, you at least want to get some pieces back. Um which hmm. leads us to, to I believe, our next trade here. Um, <sighs> yeah. Very tough, man. Uh, let's just oh, – the <laughs> the Rockets, after trading with James Harden and getting basically only Oladipo back for him, uh, traded Oladipo to the Miami Heat for um, – Nothing. 
Uh, oh, yeah, for Avery Bradley. I was trying to think who the main guy was. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, uh, you know, one of the best uh, young players in the league and, uh, and the right to swap first-rounders next year, um, which, which is wild because, yeah, I don't know. Because, first of all, do you guys have a, do you guys have a first in 2020? You guys do, right? Well, here's the thing. We have a first from Detroit. We have a first from Miami. And then we have the the top four protected from OKC. Yeah, I just don't know what, like why you'd want to swap because I don't think Miami is going to be worse than any of those picks. So it, it essentially it'll be a first-round pick next year. Unless yeah, I guess. miraculously Miami's a lottery team, which they won't because we all know Oladipo is going to resign. Yeah, he wanted to be there. Oladipo wanted to be there the whole time. So that's, yeah, that makes a ton of sense for him. It's kind of weird that, like, the only person that didn't get to end up where they wanted to be in the Harden situation at the end of the day was was anyone on the Rockets, uh, which is really tough, man. I'm so sorry, dude. We were talking about uh, it earlier. I'm so sorry. Like, seeing bro. seeing you guys get what equates to basically nothing. I mean, I don't want to call it, like, Avery Bradley, you know, Tacoma legend, Kelly Olenek. Me and him have had our own personal battles on a basketball court when we were kids uh, back <laughs> in the day. Um, yeah, I it sucks, but you guys got basically nothing for those guys. Like going back to the Harden trade, remember when it came out, when I heard the pieces that, that before we, anyone knew the details and it was just like, all right, Harden's going to Brooklyn mm-hmm. coming out of Brooklyn is Levert and Allen and whatever. I was like, Oh great. Well, I was like, if you're going to trade James Harden to Brooklyn, getting Levert and Allen is huge. Yep. It's huge. That would be so nice. Uh, you know, like it's gonna work out. That's that's like that's those are two pieces you can build around, and it'll be and it'll work. Like that's a great call. And then when I realized that neither one of those guys was going to Houston, blew my mind. Uh, Oladipo is obviously looking for a new deal. He's hurt, and I was like, man, they're gonna you know hitch their wagon to this dude. And then then it became evident they weren't, and they're were trying to move him at some point. And I'm like, all right, well you could still get something for him, you know. But already, like already, that's a disaster in my eyes already. So like already, it wasn't good. And then they go and they end up just giving him away, basically. I mean, how do you not end up with Duncan Robinson or Hero in that situation? Like, I don't know yeah. how you don't end up with one of those guys for sure. Should have played hardball. I mean, if you look at the Kyle Lowry situation, you know they wanted Hero, and the Heat said no. And which, said, which I do not understand. I, I am I, like. Uh, Pat Riley is one of the best, and we see it with this trade. That he's one of the best yep. GMs. He's one of the best team presidents in, in the whole whole league, if not if not ever. Like he's one of the best. And he, got what he, he gets what he wants, what he how wants. he wants, and the when idea. He wants. Like, I, but Tyler Hero is the only thing I'm looking at, going like, man, like what is he seeing in this kid beyond the bubble that well, he's willing to hold on to him so tight? I mean. Yeah, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me, especially because he's he's playing not well. This like his whole thing is shooting threes, and he's shooting. I saw a graphic where he's shooting worse than Westbrook. Well, if I'm if I'm Tyler Hero now, and Duncan Robinson for that matter, I'm like, okay, one of them has to be the point guard because Dragic is like, you know, he's heading into that period where Father Time will catch him soon. But then you have Oladipo, Butler, and Adebayo. So one of you are going to have to come off the bench and provide that six-man spark. And you guys are in great shape. I'm not even going to hate. I am upset. Don't get me wrong. I am very upset. However, when you look about, when you think about this from a basketball standpoint, Riley, this puts Miami in contention, you know, next, whether it's this year. May not, it, may not, it may not be this year, but next year and going forward, especially 
if Oladipo signs the deal he wants, whether he does or he not, he doesn't. But we know, like you just said, Pat Riley's a mastermind, and they'll figure something out. But wow. yeah, it's that situation. I mean, that, I do like that trio of Oladipo, Butler, and Bam. But it's always funny because now you understand. Everyone understands now what it is like to be a member of the Heat now, and like the fact that you know it's very old school. Your you know your conditioning is a, is it has to be on yeah. a thousand. They're gonna you know you're gonna practice every day like. It's more like a high school college team than it is an NBA team as far as like your responsibilities as a player. Yeah, that and culture. Yeah, the, cult, the culture there is very distinct. And so uh, every player that comes in there, I'm wondering if he has that. And if Pat Riley is aware that if they do or don't coming in or if he even takes the risk, you know what I mean? And so it has to say something about Oladipo because that's obviously someone he's been targeting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope that that would be – I hope that that works out for him. I mean, you know, I, I just want to see him stay healthy. If he stays healthy, it's a whole – it's a wrap. As far yeah, as them, a, as far as them competing in the East, for sure, you get a twenty-five, five and five guy if he's healthy. Yeah, to Dude, go I, along with Butler and that you know, and who knows, and, like, and who knows what Pat Riley could pull off too in the off season as oh, well. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, he also got didn't he get Bielitsa as well from exact. Uh, he did, and so that's that's also huge as well because that guy is pretty underrated. I mean, he's he's stuck in Sacramento where no one wants to be, um, <laughs> <laughs> just where where people go to just their careers to die. But uh, but no, he's a great stretch four. He's gonna get a Linux minutes immediately, for sure. Um, immediately, and then uh, and then we're hearing that Lamarcus Aldridge, like they're the front runners if Lamarcus Aldridge buys out with the with the Spurs, which is which is looking like he will. I think the Heat will be very interesting the second half of the season if they can pull that off. If they end up with uh Aldridge as well and he's healthy, health is a big deal with this team. But if they're healthy and Dragic can be healthy, which he's not been all year, he's been a mess all year. He's in one of my fantasy teams, and I'm constantly frustrated with how like how hurt he is and how uh, sporadic he's been. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to match you know match what they did last year, but they definitely have a chance to to really compete. You know, like like I said, the East is just one of those things now where everything's a dogfight in the East. It definitely is a dogfight because you got like yeah. five teams that are like there, and they're yeah, they're, they're right they're there. And none of them are like real. Like I mean, obviously, like the Bucks are looking pretty solid now. They've won like eight, nine, ten straight. So. Um, yes, they look they look solid enough, but yeah, the, the East is is much more wide open than the West is. It seems like, even though the West now seems abundantly open, now the Lakers are kind of off. But we'll see here. Uh, another trade to run through. Oh, the Clippers getting Rondo from the Hawks for Lou Will and two second rounders. Love it. I love Absolutely it too. Absolutely love it. My only, my only question is who's going to provide the bench scoring? I mean, Lou Kennard is going to have to step up like big time. Yeah, I, I, but I like it. I, see, I think Terrence Mann's going to take a big step up. Yeah. Uh, he's He's been, like, I was unsure. At the start of the season, I was unsure, like, how long he'd be, how long they'd let him play this season out before they made a move on him. Uh, just because, like, you know, he wasn't providing. And then he stepped up majorly huge. I don't know if you heard, too, about uh, the thing with him and Rondo, which is even yeah. better for him, is that he, car- he his whole career he's carried around because he was his a kid. Card. Rondo's rookie card. He's like his idol. Amazing. <laughs> like the fact that he's on the same team. I mean, talk about you know. I mean, the and what the, what the Clippers desperately need is a leader. They need someone like playoff Rondo is exactly what that team needs because yep. they have you know you have you have Kawhi you have Paul George but they're terrible leaders. Let's be honest, like they're just bad leaders, dude. Like and it's obvious everyone like and it, it might not even be that they're really terrible leaders. It's that they're it's a major lack thereof where they just are not <laughs> like they just don't they don't say anything they don't they don't inspire people. You can tell they're just great basketball players. So. You need someone that can step up and say, "Hey, this is what we need to do right now." You know, get get your ass in gear and figure it out. And and he is Rondo is that dude. 
So along with him being able to teach man and the younger guys how to do their thing as well, I think it's a, I think it's a really solid trade. Um, uh, for yeah, for the Clippers, I think that that's a great call. I mean, losing Lou Will's, you know, buckets like that's you never want to lose buckets like that. But I mean, I think that uh, I think they'll they'll figure it out. I think I think they'll figure. Is it out. Is this a move that puts Atlanta in the playoffs? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I love that Nate Nate McMillan's taking over. Former Sonic great, uh, <laughs> coach, coach, and uh, and player. And he's, he's, he's doing a good job. He's won he what, eight, he of, eight of his last nine. Oh yeah, no, they've been winning for sure. Honestly, Lou Will is like. That team, it's starting to become a situation where there's so many scores on that team. Absolutely. Where it's like Lou Will, adding Lou Will was weird for me only because it's like, dude, you're adding another what guy that's looking to score 15, 20 a night to Bogdanovich, to Trey Young. Uh, well, no, yeah. it's not really. I'm not worried about them scoring wise. I'm talking like uh, Bogdanovich, John Collins. Um, Capella's got to get at least ten. You know, what I mean? yeah. like there's there's a there's a few guys in that on that roster now where it's it's going to be looking a little busy. But I mean, Lou Will's going to help off the bench if you can just go to Lou Will. That's fantastic. Also, Atlanta strip clubs took a major W. Um, they're they're hey. stoked. They are stoked to have him home. I saw like an Instagram comment where someone said something about, uh, "Is this his last stop?" In you know, L- or, of course. And he no, he's, no, he was. But it was like a month ago talking about the Clippers, and he's like, "This is your last oh. stop." And he's like, "The only play, play, pretty much the only place he'd go is Lou uh, Lou Willville." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then a month later, he gets traded there. So he, uh, yeah, he, I'm I'm stoked for him just to be because I mean, at this point, that's probably his last stop. He's had a great career. Uh, go play for Atlanta a little bit if they can if they can get in the playoffs, then great. But. Um, they're an interesting team. They're a weird one. I'm watching them very closely to see what they do because I don't think they're going to make any noise this year in the playoffs if they do make it, just because they're so young and inexperienced. I don't think Trey Young's ready for those lights yet, but no, um, no. But, I mean, but, but having somebody for sure, and having someone like Lou Will will generally help him, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to help him explain those lights and be able to understand. So, yeah, that, that, I think that's great. I think it's just an exchange of two point guard or two guards who do vastly different things who can actually help these teams out just teaching young guys. Like the, the veteran leadership they're getting for both these teams, it really fits better with the teams they're with now than the teams they were with before. The Clippers got two dogs. They got Rondo and you got Pat Beverly. That is about to be crazy. Oh, God, dude. That's actually wild to think about. <laughs> like, what an, what, an, what, a, what an annoying, what an annoying uh, point One guard. Of them that is, start and get on your damn nerves. Oh, I know. Dude, every point guard in the league now just has to deal with that problem. That sucks. Crazy. That sucks. I did. I'd not even consider that till just now. That is so yeah, horrible. It's crazy. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for them. Uh, oh geez. Uh, speaking of like a Trey Young, that's gonna be tough on a kid like that. Yeah. Uh, next one we're looking. Oh, dude, the Blazers getting Norman Powell. This to me is the dark horse for the most important move of the whole thing. Uh, because Norman Powell gives the gives the Blazers something that they have not had in the Dame CJ era, which is a guard, a straight up guard who can defend way better than they can, which is not, not hard, not hard to do really, but is a great defender, but can also go and get 20, 30 a night if he needs to, you know, Forty-three one night. I think it was 43, like very recently at 43. So just I think it was, no, actually it was 47 and it was so efficient the way he did it. Yeah, so it's like he is. Yeah, he's he's a low key monster. Someone they just have not had. They didn't give up a lot. Rodney Hood has been injured a lot. Uh, Gary Trent is. They do basically the same things, but Norman Powell does them better and is more athletic. Yeah. Um, Gary Trent Jr. Did you hear that thing about him and his dad? Yeah, that dude, is. 
how ironic wild basically what it is is that he had a um like his dad played for portland his, was playing for portland in his third year and on his 41st game was averaging 10 points a game and his 41st game of his third season got traded to toronto that's exactly what happened to his son gary Trent jr who ended up having uh, getting traded from the Blazers to the to the Raptors, his third his third season, forty first game, absolutely insane, super weird, like super, almost creepy weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for him too. I think Gary Trent's going to do great over there. I think he's going to yeah, fit in really well. Him and him and Fred Van Vliet are going to have a great time running around, just shooting the ball and uh, and being up because Gary Trent's a dog himself in his own right for sure. Um, and I and I think CJ McCollum, I saw him tweet about it last night, but he's definitely going to go get paid at some point. He's going to get some. He's going to get a decent deal from somebody. Um, oh, down yeah. there. He, he's proven himself enough um, and I think he'll do even better in Toronto uh, yeah I think that's going to be really good for both those guys absolutely man I, Norman Powell even though he went to UCLA other than <laughs> that it's always been a joy to see him play and he looks healthy this year I know last year he, he had dinged his shoulder and it kind of threw him off a little bit he came back but he came on strong but this year arguably other than Van Vliet He's been one of the best Raptor guards there. Like, when yeah, Larry I think, was, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I, and I, th- yeah, I think, like I said, the versatility of having a guy that can go defend somebody man. is huge. I mean, he can technically he could play the three, and they're not missing much as far he, you know. He's he's a little short for that, but they they can do that against certain teams. Uh, run that three guard, that. and that's and that's a, that's a monster lineup. You had like a because you have guys that fit their system well, like a Derek Jones Jr. Uh, yeah, guys that you, fit their system well and do the little things well. You get they get Nurkic back tonight too, which is like adding the third star. Exactly. And he's not a star, but it's like adding a guy who can put up twenty ten every night if he wants to. Yep. So and you keep Cantor, you keep Melo, you got Simons. Yep. So Portland is still and they're like the what the fourth seed. Yeah, they're just chilling right now. So it's definitely yeah they're yeah. they're putting they put themselves in a great position just by doing just by doing this. So that's I think that's especially with the Lakers struggling right now, like to, you know, they're just going to struggle. It's not really their fault. You lose LeBron and AD like they have, and you're going to struggle. Lack of identity. Nobody. For sure. But yeah, but I think that's, that's a weakness now that Portland is a team that could exploit it the most. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked for them. I mean, it's, it's such, it's such a weird thing, man, being a Seattle, being like a Sonics fan still and all that. And like having to, like and appreciating Portland. Cause I love Dame a lot. I think I love his game. I love his attitude. And I love that. I don't know if Portland is is representing the like Pacific Northwest like they are, but it's so yeah. tough to root for them because the moment that the Sonics come back, I also respect Dame a lot, but it's like respecting the 49ers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that where it's like you know like I a lot of respect. Like if you want to tell me like uh, Patrick Willis, you know the linebacker that used to play yes, for those guys, sir. like yeah. it's like nothing but like real Seahawks fans would never disrespect that dude. You know? Hey, I'm a Rams like, fan. And I can't yeah. Totally. Yeah, there's certain guys in division or you know that are, that are rivals or whatever that you have to respect no matter what. Yep. Dame, Dame will always be that. But the moment the Sonics come back, Portland's enemy number one. All bets so, are off. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's, I'm gonna have to flip that switch real quick here. But um, dude, another trade that was huge was Aaron Gordon going to the Nuggets. I did. Crazy. I, I thought it would have been Boston. I yeah, no, I mean, dude. Oh, Boston. I mean, I wish I, I wish we could have gotten Brian on this episode <laughs> just so he could go off. About Brian, hey, one, of, one of the two, man. Two, we got some angry Celtics fans running around right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, great get for Denver. I mean, yeah. that's I mean, because if you look around, Yoki just having an MVP season for sure. Absolutely, he's, he's he's top five, top three in that conversation without question. Because I have him on one of my fans. It's playing fantasy basketball. Actually, <laughs> like you realize day to day, like what certain guys are doing, and it's literally almost every night. It seems like 
that I see Jokic play, it's like, oh, hey, oh, you got 25, you got 10, you got 10. <laughs> it's like he's, he's chilling. Yeah, and he's just chilling. Great, yeah, great numbers all across the board. He's leading his team in almost every offensive category, every single one. Like there's like not – like I saw a list where he was leading in like a dozen different categories. So and, and you look around, if Jamal Murray is his number two, Michael Porter maybe is his number two on good days, like that's not enough compared to these other teams that have these stars around them. And so then you add Aaron Gordon, you allow Millsap, who hopefully will come off the bench. No, for sure. I think you have to now. I think that Millsap now gets relegated to a bench role, which could help him. You know, that way he doesn't have to come off and uh, and do too much. You know, he's just getting older, man. Not, to do a lot. No, no. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully he'll do more with less expectation. Um, but yeah, getting Aaron Gordon to pair. So I've seen two different lineups from them. I've seen there's the, you can do Murray, Will Barton, um, Porter, Gordon, and Jokic. But that's kind of, that's kind of a big lineup. In, in a, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a pretty big lineup. If you wanted to you'd go Monte Morris, uh, sit Barton, and then have Murray, Porter, uh, Gordon, and, uh, and Jokic. So Either way, whether you want to go big or small, that's a lot of scoring because Barton can score. It's weird he's still on the team. I thought they were going to get rid of him too and all that to kind of give MPJ the full reign on the three spot, um, but they did not. So that's you know that's totally fine. But uh, I, 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 he doesn't like coming off the bench at all. But Will Barton is actually like such a good bench player if you like would would be more accepting of it for sure. Um, yeah, he might need to. Yeah, he might I need can't to think of another guard that can start with Murray. So if they do start Barton there, that's fine. It's yeah, it has to Monte Morris would be the only one that I can think of off the rip. Uh a composite maybe he's more of a backup anyway. They're they're Sundo. Dude. I love that dude. I love watching him play though. He's he's that super is, I love watching man. dudes like that. I love watching the dudes from like South America mostly. Good come out. They just have like some flavor to them that is like they just come out and like the like he had that one pass like a few months ago. Where he threw it like directly over Kuzma's ear, like the backside of his ear. It was the weirdest pass, but it like it made no like Kuzma looked at it the whole way and had no idea what it was. Like, you know what I mean? He was looking at the ball the whole way and had no idea how to handle it. It was weird. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen a pass like that. Um, and then obviously in return, the Magic get Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick, which is not a bad haul. Um, because I mean, you get Gary Harris as a solid two when he's healthy. He's just so hurt. Um, if he's healthy, he's a he's a very solid starting two way two uh two man. So that's yeah he is. Yeah, so that's I mean that's that's a solid, that's a great get anywhere. If you can have that, that's that's great. R.J. Hampton, a great young player to kind of develop. Um, mm-hmm. we've seen how explosive he is. Uh, that's always big. And now that folks now he'll have that time. And exactly, in, exactly. You know? So hope, hope, hopefully Hampton will get some burn. Um, I think that'll be good for him for sure. Um, and also too, I should say Gary Clark went with Aaron Gordon. And Gary oh, Harris went, and then Gary Trent got traded. All the all the Garys in the NBA all got traded yesterday. Oh, which is I great. Was aware of Gary Clark being involved, but yes, yeah, yeah, Gary, yeah, Gary Clark went. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, he's actually not going to be bad either. I mean, he's definitely could give him some minutes off the bench as well. He's he's been playing fine, so that's <laughs> so that's yeah, that'll be interesting as well. I know Javale McGee was sent to Denver out of Cleveland, so oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was sent to. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Off the bench for them as well. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. So you have another guy who's just a, another long dude off the bench to back up. I mean that's yeah. They're Denver's is such a weird team. I just I'm just it, Jamal Murray to me is always a sticking point for those guys. In the bubble, he did great, but I've never been a big Jamal Murray guy. I've always thought that like he's just average. Like he he's good. Like of course he's good, right? But like yeah. when it comes down to it, he's average when you need him to be more. Yeah. The bubble we saw, but obviously, but we're all, we've obviously understood by now after watching guys play again this season that the bubble was definitely a, a unique situation for guys. 
um, where they either got locked in or they completely shut down. And Murray was luckily one of those guys that was able to lock in for them. But I mean, what we're seeing this year is not the same guy. So we'll see, dude. Yeah, the the if Aaron Gordon's healthy, the the Nuggets. I mean, that, again, like it seems like everyone reloaded except the Lakers. Not reloaded. Everyone, everyone in the West seemed to make a make at least one move to try to get ready to go here. And it's concerning. If you ask me, it's concerning because if you're the Lakers, I mean, if you're a Laker fan, and I've seen them trying to be a little positive and stuff, but it's it's tough, right? Now. I don't know how you. And calf injuries are the worst because. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, the high ankle sprains, man. Like yeah. that's. I mean, Last LeBron, time be back. I seen LeBron, he was in a walking boot. For sure. I mean, and that's just being extra careful, which I'm cool with. It's the same thing with like AD staying out. At yeah. this point, like, luckily they built enough of a cushion for themselves, even if they have to go in as like a lower seed. Like, if you have AD and Braun healthy, and your rest of your roster is pretty healthy, but if you have AD and Braun healthy by the playoffs, then none of this matters. You know no, what no. I mean? Then it doesn't matter. As long as you get to the playoffs with them healthy, you're fine. Uh, and and you and you will compete if you have a healthy LeBron James, you're going to get to the Western Conference Finals at least. <laughs> you know, like there's no that just that's how it plays. I mean, it, it's weird to say every year like that, like it's an automatic thing. But we've seen with Braun, that is an automatic thing. So the only thing that will stop that is if another injury reoccur. And I'm going to knock on wood, mm-hmm. Laker fans, because I, no, sure. I, as a Rockets fan who's had an abysmal season, I wouldn't want y'all to. <laughs> you don't you don't wish that evil on people for sure. I don't wish it on nobody. I think the Lakers are waiting on the buyout market, and we do know that. Yeah, Drummond. Uh, Drummond's Ooh. out there. Aldridge yeah. out there. And they both are taking meetings with the Lakers. You know, the Lakers yeah, do that's... big. But, man, Drummond, the, Drummond's such a weird dude. I don't – Yeah, it, 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 it it's extremely weird because, I mean – He's just such an enigma, dude. Like, there's – What Drummond are they going to get? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, hey, man, can you accept that you're a, you're a big man? You're like, when you get a rebound, you're going to outlet immediately. You know what I mean? Don't dribble the ball up. Don't try to, you know, don't try to put a move on somebody. You are seven foot and huge, dude. Go sit in the paint, get your boards, get your dunks, and do your thing, and you could win a championship. Because he'll be a good compliment to AD and Braun for sure. Uh, if, if he plays, if he plays the right way, I mean, he can play off AD no issues. But yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. Drum, Drummond's one of those weird things where he could either make a team or completely break a team. I don't know which it, which it is. It depends on the situation for sure. But like, don't go like. It's so funny. I keep seeing Knicks fans being like, "We don't want him. Don't do it." <laughs> it's like, it's so funny that Knicks fans like went from needing all the help they could get to now they are kind of winning this year. They're doing okay, and all of a sudden it's like, they know no, we don't need help. Anything. We don't need help now. We're New York, baby. We don't need help. It's like, we don't okay, need Andre Drummond. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. yeah. I'm sure they'll take anybody else, but Andre Drummond. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, oh no, no, we don't. We no, we don't need help. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, you'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long that works out for y'all. Um, and then, Evan Fournier went to Boston. Yeah, I'm looking at that, dude. I mean, it's crazy because that's their big get. You know, like right. he's solid. Fournier's solid. He, you know, he can hit shots. Um, he can defend actually at a better clip than he gets credit for. Now they uh, may need Andre Drummond. They, I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about a team that could use a big for sure. But again, he's one of those things where it's so weird to see a guy that can go for 2010 or 2020 sometimes. Yeah, is going to be on the buyout market, and a lot of fans for each of these teams that could genuinely use him are really balking at it. I think they're they're not they're caught up between the name and and not the potential. Because when I think about George Roman, hell, if he said he was coming to my team, I would be like, okay, cool, we getting a twenty, a twenty ten, or hell, a twenty and twenty, 
And this guy can block four shots easily. So he brings value to any team. But it's just DeAndre Drummond that we've seen as of late wants to bring the ball up the court. He wants to dribble. He wants to shoot threes. And I think that's what people see. And they're like, oh, no, I don't want that on my team. No, for sure. For sure. So I, we'll see. I mean, it's weird for the Celtics. I mean, I know they wanted Vucevic. The fact he didn't go to Boston was a shocker. But when I saw he went to the Bulls, I didn't even, I didn't even think first about, oh, he's on the Bulls. I thought, oh, he's not on the Celtics. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, also, the fact they got Fournier from the Magic is even worse. You know what I mean? It's like they were obviously in discussion with the Magic and didn't want him. I'm glad they got rid of Jeff Teague, though. He's one of my least favorite guards in the league as far as, like, I would never want him on my team. I don't enjoy his game. I don't like I don't like his game. So I'm glad that he's off that team uh, for the Celtics. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think Fournier is enough. Like you said, they need to get that center. They also traded Dang the one hard. center they had, it seemed. I mean, Robert Williams is a project. You know what I mean? He's definitely a project that has potential. But their only, like, steady center was Thice, and he's gone now <laughs> for Mo Wagner, which, I mean, he's more of a power forward as far as that goes. But. Uh, yeah, the Celtics are. I feel bad for the Celtics, dude. I feel bad for the for every Celtics fan right now, because again, Danny Ainge, the the league has figured out Danny Ainge. No one wants to work with him, really. No one wants to trade him big pieces. He's tried to trade uh, damaged goods. He's tried to, you know, he's he's disrespected players. He's you know all these things. Like it's starting to add up. Where no no one wants no one wants to be a part of it. So, which makes me so happy. You know, uh, if you if you're gonna disrespect Isaiah Thomas, oh yeah, Kar- karma will return for everyone, and that's uh, we, that is exactly what we're seeing with Danny Ainge. Is you know he did all these things. Hey, you got Tatum, you got Brown. That's really great. But now what? Uh, you know, so <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what they're. Yeah, I, Boston. I'm I'm happy to see him struggle. I'll say that. I'm happy to see him struggle. So that's uh, that's just an A plus for me. I could not be more excited about that. Uh, looking here. Yeah, obviously we said the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls yeah, initially we, got Wagner and Troy Brown from the Wizards for Chandler Hutchinson. Hutchinson. I like the Troy Brown move for them. Yeah, Troy Brown. I mean, that's just a better spot for him to be uh, overall, and so I think he'll get more run with the Bulls. I know they uh, flipped Wagner Parker, and, uh, to the Celtics though. Yeah, exactly. And for Thais, so that that hand got handled. Oh yeah, uh, Bielitsa from the Kings for Mo Hargless and Chris Silva. Um, yeah, that's I don't know. That's that's one of those where like they just kind of handed the Heat. Because right. has been hurt and Silva's just a random center. He's, he's like the, he's on the end of the bench. You know, uh, yeah, I mean he's and he's and he's an interesting prospect. He's big, he's long, he's athletic. He's definitely in the in the uh yeah, he's definitely in the mold uh, of a guy that they could they could try to put put some minutes behind. But uh yeah, I mean Bielita, that's just a big deal. We talked about that for Miami, so that's solid. Um oh the Mavs do got JJ Reddick. That was great. They got uh, JJ Reddick and Nico Melly. And Nico Melli, so and they needed three point shooting is what they need so badly. They've, they've, I mean, they have guys like Wes Matthews, they have Luca and all this, but and Porzingis, but they still shoot threes at a horrible clip, uh, horrible, horrible clip. Just shooting in general. So getting Reddick, Reddick and Melli is great because both those guys can hit. And JJ uh, Reddick probably like, yes, now I can make the playoffs. <laughs> well, no, because doesn't what's Dallas's record right now? I think they're like ninth seed. If I'm, if I'm, are they? I thought they, I thought it was worse than that at one point. I, I don't know if they've improved. They can't be no worse than us. Well, that's well, that's yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> oh man, hey, and separate seven. news. You know, are they in seventh? Okay, then yeah, that's great for because I was for JJ. Like the whole buyout market or trade market for him was that he's going to go to, um, the, uh, 
he wanted to go to like an East Coast playoff team, like the Nets or you know the Knicks or whoever. Uh, so it's it's crazy he's not going to do that. Uh, I mean, for a minute I thought he was going to be stuck on on Dallas, who was not going to be not in the playoffs uh, picture. So I'm glad he is now. Yo, I am seeing though. I am seeing, dude. Actually, as I'm, I looked at ESPN right here. Just a totally separate thing. The 49ers got the third pick from the Dolphins, though. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And oh, okay. Keeping Jimmy G, so I don't know what they're planning. Hmm. I would assume that they're taking a QB. There might be. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. That's not what I wanted to see. I I really love Jimmy G in the sense I love to see him. Uh, that guy just be bad and average. So. Um, but no, seriously, the Reddick and Melly deal, that's actually a big deal for Dallas. That's again, like, like the Norman Powell deal, like an underrated move that could really help. Um, and also Reddick brings a fire to him, a playoff fire. I mean, he's, he's been in the playoffs like every year, except last year in his whole career. Mm-hmm. So he knows what it is to win and he knows what it looks like to win. So hopefully he's going to be able to uh, step in there and help guys like Luke and Porzingis who really don't know what winning is like. Um, yeah, I think that's a great deal. I, th- I think that's a great deal for them. And also they didn't give up really anything. James Johnson. Uh, Awanda, what's the Awanda, and a second round pick. I mean, that's nothing. That's what's crazy about some of these trades. Some, a lot of these trades were just kind of handed to people. You know what I mean? Like there were some, there were some one sided trades here where you could just tell they just wanted to unload guys. Uh, the value in return for some of these trades is not high. Like right here, like Kings received Terrence Davis from the Raptors for a second round pick. He was an all rookie. He was on the all rookie team last year. Yeah, and I think they second did that. Team. And they also traded Matt Thomas to Utah. Yeah, so you can tell they were just trying to clear some space, which makes it so weird they didn't trade Kyle Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why else are we doing this right now? It was uh, Dude, my favorite confused-looking dude, George Hill. He, uh, <laughs> my favorite, that dude, so about George Hill. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod before, but this dude, me and my buddy and my friend Nick, shout out Nick Borg, this dude, we have always, anytime we see George Hill playing games, we'd always get a little stone. we watch NBA games together. And anytime we saw George Hill, if you watch George Hill when he's playing, when he's when he's got got the ball in his hands or whatever, when they show his face, he always looks like panicked. He always lo- his eyes are big. <laughs> he always looks like he's like lost or like he just like he blacked out and then woke up like came to like in his body right then. You know what I mean? Like like on the court, and he's like, "What am I doing here?" Like he looks like that all the time. And so for whatever reason, I love George Hill because every time I see. Every time I see him on the court, he looks very like very confused. Like he is very just like like just distraught. Um, and also too, I figured that he's just like a really weird guy in general. He has like a ranch of like like amazing and he has like this huge like three hundred like acre ranch or something in Texas where he has a like all sorts of animals like African animals that he doesn't mess with. Like he just has them out there. He has people take care of them and stuff, but he doesn't ever like uh, he doesn't like go out and like try to like you know socialize with them and stuff. He lets them just be wild out there. He has like all these like he's like caribou and all these crazy things out there like all these weird African animals, uh, just out on his out in his ranch. So he's a weird guy. I like it. I like him a lot. Um, he's now on the 76ers, which is a good get for them. I mean, he's one of those guys. George Hill's a guy. If he's your backup point guard, that's a solid backup point guard to have. We saw yeah. him in Milwaukee last year doing that. Um, yeah, Sixers. That's well. Yeah, that's just what is he knows his job. He knows his job well. He knows how to handle it. And he was always going to get traded off of or bought out from. OKC. OKC now is just kind of that spot you go to when you want to get bought out. Um, like we're seeing with Austin Rivers as well, who ended up. That is an awkward situation because he wanted to go to New York and then you bring in Derrick Rose, Alec Burke, um, Quickly's coming on strong. Yeah. Try to get Lonzo. So it just, it was weird. Yeah, 
Rivers, I mean, yeah, that's just unfortunate for him in the sense that he would have really just, I mean, he, he definitely was hel- helping change the culture in New York. I mean, he definitely is a, t- it's so funny because he's not a Thibodeau guy. Like he's not like, which is why Derek Rose is on the team and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but he definitely is, fits the mold. You know, he's tough defensively. He's a dog. He, you know, gets tough buckets, things like that. I mean, and I've never been the biggest Austin Rivers fan overall, but he, he definitely was doing his thing for the, for the Knicks. And I think that he's a savvy veteran at this point. Uh, there was people saying that it's funny in this deal that like he didn't end up in Philly with his dad on a on a good winning team, you know. Because I've heard that they they don't really work together well, or that they don't like it as much. Um, so I want to see where Rivers ends up. There was I'm, some talks that it'd be Milwaukee. They they because they ooh, definitely need a backup. And dang, like, that'd be that'd be solid. I mean, that'd be really that'd be really solid Lakers for both sides. Also need a backup. Lakers, I mean, yeah, dude, he could work on the Lakers. Austin Rivers could really work in a lot of places, which, like I said, a, a few years ago, I wouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> but now, I'm definitely, I'm definitely um, excited for him to be able to just kind of. I love when guys that get screwed in situations like this, like he did, then get to get bought out and then get get to go pick their team. I think that's always that's always a nice consolation prize. Um, Terrence Ferguson ends up with the Knicks, which I mean, he's just an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, that's just an athlete. Uh, also, Tony Bradley though ended up on the Thunder, and that's somebody that they will, when he's back healthy and stuff, that they will use. I assume. Yeah, um, but you know, Moses Brown has been pretty good for them. No, for sure. I don't know how many. I mean, that's going to be. It's really on Horford at that point. I want to see what happens with him as far as like, is he going to be hurt? Is he going to be playing? Because Bradley and Moses Brown, that's a great young duo of centers to be throwing out there, especially if you're in, where OKC is and you're just kind of rebuilding and just trying to let rookie, you know, let young guys run. I think that they're a great idea, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what the, we'll see with that. I mean, now what OKC has like what thirty four picks in the next seven years? Thirty four, man. Seventeen first, seventeen seconds. That is crazy. crazy. But it's crazy because it's so easy to fumble this now. You know, <laughs> like we've seen Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge had way less than that, and we've seen how he's fumbled those picks. Really? So I mean, OKC is either going to be a dominant force. I mean, imagine you could trade. You see a star you want when they decide it's that time for stars. You can either draft guys, you know, depending on what picks, you can draft a guy real high. And then with some of the other first rounders, you just send them off three, four first rounders for a star. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, you find the next disgruntled superstar and you send that, you send that team five, you know, five picks. Uh, and, it, and, and, and another one of the young players you're going to have on your roster and you're good. Yeah. You, you just you keep Shea, you keep Shea. And yeah, you keep Shea. Lou Dort's a great guy to trade with a bunch of picks. Uh, he just seems like the kind of guy that would do that. And talk about a guy who, like, up until the bubble, I had no idea who that dude was. No I mean, clue. No clue, dude. Right. When he blocked John Wall's layup, I was like, damn, I forgot. Well, that's crazy. He's like, defensively, we saw in the middle, defensively, he's a monster. Like, he's he's in people's faces, man. And he's not afraid of anybody. Like, I like him a lot. He was not backing down from LeBron whatsoever. No. I mean, imagine that, like, understanding you're in this weird bubble situation. You have to go up against LeBron James. And, and you have to defend him the almost the entire game. Like, it's on you to, like, stop him. Like it's yeah, I, dude, good on him, man. That's good on that kid because I I don't know how if I could do that. Uh, oh, I know I couldn't do it. I'd love to think I could, you know. But <laughs> uh, and then oh, Brad Wanamaker to the Warriors or from the Warriors to the Hornets for cash. I mean, obviously, you know, I, that has to be just they need a guard to replace Melo, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and obviously, and like he wasn't in the Warriors uh, rotation the last few games. So that makes a ton of sense. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked at that at all. Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion coming on it just made Wanamaker. Yeah, it's so weird seeing Nico Mannion play well. Talk about a guy who uh-huh. I thought would not like. And yes, it's because he's a white, 
like short ginger kid. I, <laughs> I genuinely, you know, I do you know it's uh yeah, I, I definitely thought like because I watched a lot of his like ball is life videos and stuff when he was coming up and stuff, because he was he's a monster in high school. You'd see he had this one game I saw where he like in a state cha- in the state championship, which is somehow on his home floor, it seemed like, which I don't understand how that works, but I, I never saw a state championship played in a uh, you know, not in a neutral spot, but he's playing or whatever it's like his last home game whatever it was it was like some championship level game and he's and he scores like 50 and like hits the game winner at the buzzer type stuff where like he's just he's doing everything and you're like all right well i mean some guys can do that and they get to the league or they get to college and they don't do anything um yeah he's been playing he plays good defense i mean it sucks is all he's known for so far it seems like is getting screened by braun really hard um there's that video where he he takes a braun sits oh, a screen and just like wrecks him like he's so mm-hmm. big uh, but yeah, no, that's you're right. Jordan Poole coming on too uh, is big. He's like their sixth man now. It seems like. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a great deal. The Warriors are in a good spot. They also didn't make a lot of moves. Um, I thought they would. I think maybe in the buyout market they'll look at something. But I thought they'd do something. You know, uh, but they were very quiet, very very quiet. And I I think that's funny. I I, I don't know why. I, I just expected. I'm always expecting the Warriors to do crazy things for some reason. They're a very stable NBA team. It doesn't do a lot of crazy stuff. And still, I'm always expecting them to pull off a move that makes no sense. Uh, and then the last move we have here was Marquise Chris from the Warriors uh, for Katie Lelane, which I don't, you know, from the Spurs. I have no idea who that is. But I like that move only because Marquise Chris and uh, DeJounte Murray are, like, really close friends. So that's really cool. Like, you know, hopefully that's something they can they can build on that way because Chris has always had the talent. Just can't yeah. seem to stay healthy or stick places. And if he has yep. a guy like Murray, a guy like Pop to kind of uh, bring him along, uh, he could be a great piece for them, and they also, and obviously, if they if they buy if he's healthy and they buy out uh, Aldridge, uh, he's gonna have some he's gonna have some time at the four ready for him. So, well, they did buy out Aldridge. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, did they? They did it for sure. Yes, and he's taking meetings from the Clippers, the Lakers, the Heat, and I think I can't think of the fourth. See, everybody, it seems. Like, I mean, he's talking to everybody. I can't think of the fourth team. I would love to see him. Like it, right now, it doesn't really, it's not like necessary. But I'd love to see him. Uh, I'd love to see him go to. Uh, oh, the Portland. Blazers, the fourth team. I'd love to see him go to go to the Blazers, man. You know, like why not? I mean, him, him or Kevin Love. I want to see one of those guys end up in end up there because I think that's the final piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> like even if they don't win a championship, like that's the that's as retooled as they could be in my eyes. Nurkic at the five, you get a Love, an Aldridge at, at the at the four. And then uh, you have, you know, uh, Dame, CJ, and Powell running around. The fourth team for LaMarcus Aldridge. The four teams is Miami, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets. That's the fourth team. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Wow. The Nets? Mm, I didn't think the about The Nets, that. though? I mean, if you already have Blake. I mean, that's at this point, I think it's just like, the Nets just like just hop on if you want to win a title. That's pretty much <laughs> like everybody who's down. Yeah, if anyone's down, come look, on through. Look, Let's have a good start. Time. You know, just come in. All we need you for is like twelve points, eight rebounds. Let us do the rest. That's so nuts, dude. What a weird dude. What a weird time. <laughs> what a weird time. I mean, the whole Brooklyn Nets situation. Where they just seem to be adding whoever is my favorite, dude. It's like, all right, cool. Just hop on whoever, in. Whoever, however, whenever. Man. Wait. Also, hey, in college news real quick, I'm just seeing uh, Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart from Texas is in talks with the uh, – he's going to be right? the uh, Marquette coach. Yeah. Oh, he's from Wisconsin. Okay. That's good to know. 
from close by at least. But yeah, that's, I mean, he definitely was probably going to get fired from Texas sooner than later. So, I I mean, he he really, I mean, he really, he really got out of there. I mean, they've lost in the first round, like, like every year he's been there. So, I mean, and then this year it was Abilene Christian, the 14th seed who like hadn't, were like, weren't a full like D1 team or whatever, like a few years ago. So, man, if you lost Abilene Christian, Oral Roberts, you your job needs to be evaluated. Yeah, you at least need, need some thought behind that. So I think he I think he saw the writing on the walls getting out before they can get him out. So good for him, you know. <laughs> good for him. Um also, yeah, first of all, yeah, LaMelo Ball being out sucks. I'm so annoyed by that. Yeah, he was having a great year, man. He the kid was special. Like I finally was able to just sit and watch a couple of his games and he had it going. No, it's it's really too bad. I mean, he's he's everything that everyone hoped he would be, yep. And everything that everyone that hated him hoped he wouldn't be. Uh, this, so it should make him stronger. I don't. Hopefully, it's not well, a mental thing. Well, no. Here's running. the thing: it's no problem. I, that, that kid is not stressing at all. It's not his legs, right? I'm just yeah. happy. I thought it was. Right. I thought he blew a knee or something or something. Some shit. So the fact hey, it's so just it's, a, his right wrist or whatever, he'll be fine. Hey. I mean, <laughs> he'll he'll be fine. And I, I and think he'll just heal up. And honestly, they're playing. It's not like they're playing any games that matter right now. You know. So let them, you know, let the team play out. Uh, you know, we'll, they'll shuffle the roster around probably this offseason a little bit to kind of build around them a little more because um, now they know what they have. But he's fine. If the legs are good, you're good. <laughs> like he's he, he's going to be fine. Um, and, and luckily, too, it, I'm not worried about the mental because he's a pro. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a pro forever. And we've seen like people took, caught a bunch of shit for when he said that like playing against LeBron for the first time didn't, didn't you know, sweat him much or whatever. Yeah, because he's been playing against NBA guys or high level talent his whole career. Like, exactly. he, you know what I mean? Like, wherever, whether it's open gyms, whether it's wherever he's played against really good talent wherever he goes, and he, or not, even if it's not big talent, like he's playing, you know, in different countries. He's playing in weird leagues, and like, you know, he's he's been playing a professional vibe. Like, and in all honesty, he was like a very low end, like like a guy who was like you know D two D three, and then is going to you know try to chip away in Europe type thing. <laughs> like he was doing that yeah. when he was like you know seventeen. So he's got the mental capacity for it for sure. Uh, and I think that anyone acting like he's being cocky when he says things like that, it's like, understand, he's just not the same. He's not the same kind of rookie as other rookies are. Um, yeah, good for him. And shout out to Anthony Curtis Jr. Um, Yo, for One real. of our Nets fans who should be at this point the social one of the social media managers for the Hornets. Um, yeah, what was the guy's name? Wesley Robinson, I think. Wesley Robinson, I believe. Uh, I mean, you know, who knows at this point what his name actually is? Uh, right, you know, could have been lying. Yeah, time. yeah could have been lying. I mean, he lie. The guy apparently likes to lie. So, uh, you know, maybe give up. Maybe give this man an internship. Wesley you gotta Robinson. have a heart, man. You gotta stand by what you say. You can't yep, call somebody out on social media, telling them to get a certain amount of this, that, and that. And no, man, don't be cocky. There, it's 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 Twitter. It's Twitter, my guy. You can't make threats like that. You can't, you can't. Hey, man, get get this many likes and followers or whatever, and you could have my job. Okay, great. Well, welcome to 2021. Welcome to social media, dude. And then he gets exactly. a little pressure, starts blocking people, subtweeting and stuff. It's like, hey, man, you are not built for this. Yeah, you're you not built for. You are not built for this. Like, oh yeah. I mean, talk about somebody who was not built for the internet. I mean, talk about like that's your social. That's like a guy who runs part of your socials. Charlotte Hornets. Are we serious? You like, lucky I don't know Michael Jordan. Dude, oh man, he's lucky we don't know Mike. He's lucky that I don't live in Charlotte. I'd go, I'd go to their facility and be like, "Hey, what's good? Why are we? Why is this guy here? You know, making making empty threats to people, man. okay? And then not following through. Uh, you know, we just need better from the Charlotte Hornets organization as a whole. So, I mean, we know Anthony would have did a better job. Yeah, than we, you know. we know that. We, we know that. 
So, so shout out Wesley Robinson. Uh, hopefully you get the help you need uh, to be a yeah. better person. So exactly. That's what you get. That's what you stop get. Having, stop having Twitter. <laughs> be, a, be a man, Wesley. Be a man. Be a Wesley. Yeah, be a, be a man, Wes. Uh, dude, so who do you think now, who do you think won the trade deadline overall? Chicago. Yeah, that's a, that's Chicago. a clean bet. Vucevic is just so good. And he, and he, and like they've had, they've had firepower on the outside. You know, they have Levine yeah. when, when Kobe White wants to go off, they, you know, he's 40, 35, 40% of the time where he wants to play well. Um, my my only go off. question mark for Chicago is marketing. Yeah. I mean, the ideal thing for Lonzo would have been for me, for them, if, if you can get rid of uh, White and Lowry. It was so weird to me. Everyone, even people we know, were talking about like Lowry for Lonzo basically straight up. And I was like, what? Like absolutely not. Like if, if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, absolutely not. <laughs> like, like Lowry has not proven anything to anybody. So uh, that would have been wild to me to do that, um, especially because they traded Melly too, who's getting burned at the four. It would have made sense for them to get him. That's uh, what. Now, yeah, right. Yeah, that, that would have made some sense, but apparently they just didn't want to do that. But yeah, I mean, getting Lonzo would have really shored up because for me, it's big trades are great, but sometimes those big trades are great because you're bringing in a player that you want. But also, yeah. you're getting rid of guys who you don't need and who and who do not work. That's why it was so important. It's literally equally important that they got rid of Otto Porter and Wendell Carter to bring yeah. in Vucevic. Like, and then, and then they bring Thais in too. So you're you're getting those two guys, two solid veteran dudes who you know what they're bringing. Thais, like he's he was doing okay starting for the Celtics, but he's a great backup. He's going to be a top yeah. flight backup. Even better. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like he's literally a one backup. So that that that'll be great behind Vucevic. So you know the center spot now is shorn up when, you know, Wendell Carter and Porter like they're whether it's Porter's contract, Carter not playing well, that was an issue. So luckily for them, they were able to shore some things up. And yeah, it definitely makes Chicago more of a contender in the East immediately. Uh, if they would have got Lonzo, we're talking even more, you know. Uh, but you know, hey, maybe in the offseason they'll figure that one out. But um, yeah, for me, obviously, I think the Bulls are up there for sure. For me, it's tough because obviously Denver did some good things, but I have to go Portland. I love that Powell move a lot. Okay, I really do. I love that Powell move a ton. I think that that Portland's always so close. They're always so close to being to getting over that hump and actually like making some real noise, like just beyond beyond Dame having to do everything. Um, so if they getting Powell like that and getting in and replacing because last year last year what they lacked in the bubble eventually. Dame got tired, and guys like Trent, who although they're solid, just didn't have enough in the tank on defense or on offense to to supplement some of what Dame was doing. Now with Powell, you have a guy that can do that on both ends of the floor. That's just gigantic. That's the thing they just never had it. So that'll be huge. Melo's ready to win again. You know, Nurkic back. I think that that team now becomes very scary. I think Denver's much scarier. I mean, you get Aaron Gordon, that's a much scarier team as well. But yeah. they just are more dysfunctional to me and less focused than what I think the Blazers are. The Blazers are always locked in. They just don't quite always have enough to get there. The Nuggets have enough, but they just aren't always tapped in. And so it's, yeah, I, I'd rather take mentally tapped in, a mentally tapped in team with a little less talent than I would a team that's more talented that isn't as mentally prepared. Even though, I mean, considering the Nuggets were literally in the Western Conference Finals, you know, in the bubble or whatever, and it's like still I just have no faith in them. Love Jokic to death. I think he is amazing, but I just don't. Yeah, we need to see. I, I, I'll, I'll know more about this, I guess, when we see how how Gordon fits in. 
for sure and how well he starts playing with them and how that works uh because that could be a very dangerous move but right now i'm going with portland for sure that's a great pick and then who who do we think is the like who just did the worst oh houston come on now let's just call it for what it <laughs> and is. as i'm asking the question i'm thinking like oh, i'm setting this up horribly like i'm not trying to like, like no, no, no. trying to no, bring no, that no. up but that's yeah it is that is what I'm it gonna is keep it, i'm gonna keep it all the way real with you we did terrible we went from james harden and russell westbrook to russell westbrook for john wall okay mm-hmm. great we go from james harden and john wall thinking oh john wall's like oh you know me and james talked about this we're gonna play together yada 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 James Harden says exit stage left. We go from James Harden to what I thought was going to be Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. I understand the Jared Allen aspect of it because we don't want to pay him $100 million. To me, is he worth $100 million? No. However, get your money, man. I'm not hating. Karis LeVert, if it was, like we, we've said it on here time and time again, and it's been proven. If it wasn't for that trade, Nobody would have known he had what he had, you know. No. No, that is huge. That is huge for sure. Then we we get Oladipo. And I like Oladipo. He's a great guy. You know, when he's on, he's on. But of course, we could have we could have kept Levert. The writing was on the wall. We already knew Oladipo wanted to go to Miami. It's been said since last season, this offseason. He got him, his sister even said it or, or something. So he finally gets to Miami. Now, before I say what I'm going to say, props to Houston because they do a good job of sending players where they want to go. Apparently, Westbrook wanted to go to Washington. They sent him there. Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn. They sent him there. P.J. Tucker was a little different, you know. But, Riley, we got more for P.J. Tucker than we got for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, dude. Crazy. I mean, what's wild to think about, too, I was talking with a foul about this last night, actually, on the, in the group, is that, if you didn't get KPJ like you did, yeah, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. If you didn't get him, like it lo- it would look so much more bleak. Like the fact that you guys are randomly able to get him, I think it wasn't for like a second rounder or something, right? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, for like a second round pick, like that's 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 gonna be looked at as one of the biggest. If he's healthy, that's a huge get. Like that's that's crazy. It's it's wild that Cleveland did that. Um, and so that's huge for you guys because you have him and Christian Wood to build around. Like that's rad. But the idea that I, for me, it's crazy that you have someone, someone like James Harden, and what you got back for James Harden was a a guy who is significantly less talented in Oladipo, mm-hmm. who was always just going to be a trade piece. Like he was never going to stay in Houston. Everyone knew that. And pro- so it's like, what, so what, what is the point where like that is like that's your get is to get another guy who you're going to trade for lesser pieces? Like that's it's wild to me. So it was always going to be less. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if they traded Oladipo and they got you know, Duncan Robinson and Nunn, uh, Kendrick Nunn and, you know, Olenek or something like that. Like, that's still not, that's still nothing for Harden. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so no matter what, they set themselves up horribly, which is just like, oh, it's upsetting, dude. It really you know, is. It's like, oh, but y'all got a uh, salary cap or, oh, y'all got draft picks. Yeah, we do. But there's no guarantee we're going to finish in the top four. Yeah. We're probably going to end up winning games late in the season and i'm gonna be like why however i'm gonna ride it out i'm gonna trust in the organization if you can can get a top four i mean that that's the top five picks are gonna be money players yeah 
So no matter what, if you can get in there, you can get that. You're, you're like you, you're in a much better spot off the rip. Yeah, but, and yeah. we get to see more Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. Man. Wall, as of late, has been getting on my nerves because he's trying to do too much. Well, I mean, if you're him, I mean, how desperate do you feel? I mean, you you went from not playing yeah. for like two years, three yeah. years, or whatever it was, like the you know ten years he wasn't playing, whatever, and then he comes in and it's like and he's on a team now where he can play and he's on a horrible like he went from being on a bad team in in, the, in washington to being on a even worse team in houston and it's like there's you know that that's a that's a that's not how he imagined it i'm sure you know not at all it's been a weird season all along first COVID hit us then harden hit us and it was just like the knockout blow but i give props to Odadipo because most you know when you get traded somewhere that's not where you want to be he was very professional. He showed up. He did his job. He, you know, in post-game uh, interviews, he tried to remain positive. He did everything I can ask for. So I'm actually happy that he's where he wants to be now. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like he better play well because it's like he he knew he was playing for his next destination. Right. So it's like that on a professional sense, he had to do that. Or it was you like, know, you know, what are you doing? He didn't come in and go to strip clubs during the pandemic. No, no. Yeah, he definitely came in and was more professional than the start you had previously. In Arizona and Vegas, all my trainers here, and you know, not Arizona, Atlanta, but it it worked out for for everybody, I guess. I mean, we get, you know, we set our f- future up right. Of course, there's a couple picks out there when you think about the top three, top four, maybe Jalen Green. No, in no order, Jalen Green, Kay Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, you know, Cam Thomas, maybe. So there's some pieces out there. But we just got to stay the course, man. I mean, it's going to be yeah. tough. I mean, here's the thing. Th- this is going to be as bad as it'll get. I, yeah. I, I think by yeah, next year, you guys will have works. a lot more hope involved. Uh, you know, w- once the roster is a little figured out, I think it's going to be a lot better. Oh, but yeah. Obviously, obviously, you know, that's a – yeah, that can be heavy. So, I mean, it's a heavy situation. I think that's the other probably. loser, though – I think the other loser is the Lakers for sure just because they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, Celtics, for sure, we already harped on why the Celtics lost. But, like, for the Lakers, we kind of – But at least the Celtics made a move. Yeah, at least they made a move. And also, too, you know, yeah. I mean, for them, though, it was more desperate. So, I guess it's kind of worse for Boston. But for L.A. at this point, they're just kind of in a tough spot where it's like – I'm glad they didn't sell the house for Lowry. But, I mean, if if the sticking point was uh, Horton Tucker, then that's – I don't understand. Like, it's it's weird for me. You have a 36-year-old LeBron James, right? He's mm-hmm. old. Uh, you get, he's also still a top five player, and so is Anthony Davis. You're coming off a ring, right? You are the defending champs. You are in win now mode for sure, and you are worried about the upside of a guard who has never put up big numbers in the NBA. Like he's put up, he's put up when he's played, but like he has never shown that he is that dude. And you were worried about bringing in, and you are, you are worried about bringing in. I mean, I'm not a big Lowry guy, but I mean that's a guy who's won a championship. Yeah. Who knows what winning looks like and knows what it's – I mean, I guess Tor- Horton Tucker's won a championship too, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Basically – Maybe on 2K. It, yeah. Well, I mean, he won one last year with the Lakers, but it's <laughs> oh, – exactly, You know, but it's like, you know, yeah. for me, I just don't understand the hesitance. It's like if you were if you were building for the future, then sure, but you're in win-now mode. This is It's about winning as many titles as you can, like last year, this year, and the next couple of years. So – yeah, that's I don't understand that to stand pat because especially when they knew that they were without Braun and AD till probably the playoffs. 
And I think Braun will, yeah. Braun will come back soon, right? He'll come back sooner than later, for sure. Braun will come I think back. He'll be back the end of April, early May. Yeah, especially think... if it gets bad. If it gets bad, and they, if, if they if they go on a run of losses where they are just losing and losing and losing, I think there will be pressure for him to come back. But that's such a delicate balance because you can't, you know, the playoffs are what matter. As long as they are still, if they can maintain a top four seed, top five seed, top four be better. To, top, you can get a top four seed still, somehow maintain enough to do that, then you're fine. If, if you don't want to go to five or because it gets real, it gets real murky six through, you know, six through whatever. Yeah. So you got to be careful. So if, if they can, if they can just keep their heads above water by the playoffs, then they're fine. But if, if they start really dipping and really losing games, it's going to get, it's going to be really interesting to see how quickly they push their stars to come back when they're they could have had a guy like, yeah, they're for now. I'm saying if they mm-hmm. keep dipping, it's, it's going to get worse and worse. So yeah, that's, the Lakers are in a are in a weird spot. If you're a Laker fan, they're just it's funny like they're the excuses behind not trading Horton Tucker. It's like, yeah, I don't know. For for me, that that's a no brainer. You, you you trade the upside for a guy right now if you're winning right now. And Lowry could have instantly helped y'all out for His sure. Pedigree, he's a pit bull, like you know. Yeah, I mean, although there was talk they would like trade Schroeder for some reason in that, which Schroeder you got to keep you got to keep him up. I don't know why you trade Schroeder. You need, yeah, you need scoring. And then I seen that they were trying to trade KCP and Harold. They're trying to trade everybody, which is which is uh, crazy because it's like they got Schroeder. they got not, like the fact that you have Sh- Schroeder and Harold who are basically six men of the year basically. And now they're disgruntled because I'm. Well, it just it's just weird Harold. to me. Which is well, Harold's always upset, man. That guy's always upset. About <laughs> I hate. I honestly hate guys like that. Where it's like everyone's against you. Everyone's, you know, like oh, dude, like everyone's mad. You know, I want, I want what's mine. It's like, dude, you got your money, you got paid, you're good. You know what I mean? You're on a good team right now. Everything's fine, and you can tell he's always. You know, still you know, not happy <laughs> on teams like that. There's always some dude who's always talking about something in some negative way. There's always some dude who's upset about something. And he's that dude. Yeah. So for me, I, I really just cannot stand Harold. Really, he's like—I mean, I love it. I love how he plays. Love the motor. Love everything there. But off the court, I'm just like, dude, just shut up, man. Like, because here's the thing: you don't hear a lot of him like publicly, but you can tell. <laughs> you you can tell that he's the dude. Like last year on the Clippers, all the disgruntled Clippers stuff going on. It's like it was coming from him. Like I so, you know, maybe some Lou Will in there, but Lou Will's not going to go crazy. You know, like maybe Lou Will was the guy next to him going, "Yep, <laughs> like you're right." right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was going nuts, but. Yeah, the Lakers. If I'm a Laker fan, I'm I'm stressing until the the picture becomes a little more clear for sure. Yeah, hey man, real quick, we got to give a shout out to um, NCAA women's basketball. Man, they finally are being heard. Like, did you see the the, the living conditions they were in? That that was just terrible. Yeah, we'll hit this before we go here. Basically, what was upsetting about that to me is like everyone, every dude, every every like fuck uh, every fake like alpha guy in the world goes like well it's about revenue it's about revenue they don't make enough money they don't do this the women's basketball is not as important they can't dunk whatever lower the rims all this stuff it's like at the end of the day if they have a weight room that they can use in their schools whether that's share whether that's the men's basketball they share it whether that's the football teams they share whether they have their own if there is a real weight room that they use all the time and you're in a bubble situation why would they not get what they would already have? You know what I mean? Like, why would you not get a weight room that you would already have in your school? Why would you get that much less? And the fact that it's so disrespectful, it's like these baby weights and yoga mats. Like, it's like, so you're saying these, like the, the assumption was these women don't lift or they don't, you know, they're not trying to use, to use a, any sort of weights, weight training to improve. Like, 
this is the time where they're in the toughest tournament of their lives and you're going to give them that much less because, and then they tried to say it was about space. And then luckily Sedona, um, Sedona Prince from Oregon, luckily she came out and like was doing what she was doing. Cause she showed like, yeah, actually has nothing to do with that because where we are, like she showed the practice court and like mm-hmm. where the little weight room was. And then literally a whole ballroom behind them of space. And we saw them fill that obviously now with the weight, with a weight room for them. Right. But the idea, like I just hate, I, nothing makes me more upset as a basketball fan than watching guys that I respect their opinions. And, you know, even friends of mine that I'll see, you know, on, you know, in the groups and stuff where it's, they get all crazy about women's basketball and like, Oh, it's, it's less man. Like, you know, like they don't deserve more money, the equal pay. What do you mean? It's like, Hey man, like they have every right to fight for those things. Okay. I understand the revenue differences. I get it, dude. I understand the numbers. When people explain things like that, what they sound like is the same type of political stuff when it's like saying that certain people don't uh, like, you know, like certain people don't deserve certain rights because they can't afford it. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, you want your medicine? Well, sorry, you should be able to afford it. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you don't, even if you're, even if you're right about the facts of the revenue and about the money like that, you don't sound cool when you say it, you know, you don't sound like a nice guy. <laughs> when you're out here just breaking them down man so for me the weight room thing was definitely something that needed to be fixed i'm glad they fixed it it does it does shine some light on why the NCAA doesn't care about them but care about women they don't care about the players in general men or women but the idea that yeah the women were given so much less uh in that situation was was definitely annoying but i'm glad it was rectified like i said i just i just hate seeing guys come out and like be so it's weird for me to hear people talk about what a big basketball fan they are and then shit on women's basketball you know, it's like, do you love the game or do you love when men play it? You know, it's like, be honest, yeah, at least be honest about yeah. it. Me, my whole thing is at least be honest about it. At least be sure. Sports, say, sports, oh, no, I, no, I just hate, no, I just hate women's. No, I agree. You know, it's like, just be, be straight up because at the same, you know, like right now, any of those women on the court right now, like super, probably beat you. <laughs> I was talking about super, super come in and she'd make a lot of dudes look foolish, especially the guys that talk the most shit about women's basketball. She'd make her look stupid. Liz Cambage, you want to go try to stop her from from drop stepping on you? Bet you you can't. Bet you you can't. <laughs> like no, you can't even stop Sue Bird, and she's no, younger than y'all. No, no. Brandon Stewart off the dribble. Chances are you can't. Dana Taurasi is going to outsmart you, make you look stupid. And of course, yeah, you put them against NBA players. Some of them will not do the same for sure. You know, yeah. but that's that's just that's just men and women's bodies. That has nothing to do with ability. Like that's that's a nature thing. It has nothing to do with anything that they're not doing. You know. So it's, you know, I could harp on this all day, man. I just don't, I, I, for me, it's, it's a really upsetting thing to watch guys that I, I respect or have had respect for in the past wreck women's basketball. And you can just tell us from a sexist point of view. And it's like, that's, it's upsetting to see, you know, especially in 2021, you know, especially these, some guys you see doing it, they have daughters, you know, it's like, you're going to look your daughter in the eye. She becomes a, a a great basketball player and she goes in still, which she doesn't get that. You're not going to fight for her. You Amen. see that she's not in the weight room that she deserves, and they're getting less than the men. You're going to tell me you're not going to fight for your daughter. You're going to look her in the eye and say, "Make more money." You know, where's the revenue at? No, exactly. and I don't the have kids. Will come and do time. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's you know, it's 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 tough stuff, man. But anyway, shout out to the shout out to women's basketball. We were also named in a in no. um, a list we made basically for being like the tenth, like uh, like best like WNBA podcast, which. I will be straightforward and honest. Okay. I don't know if we wholeheartedly deserve that. We don't cover as much as we should. And I, I think that when the WNBA season comes around, we're going to cover a lot more. Most definitely. But, but it was definitely a cool thing to see that someone had seen that we do talk WNBA periodically and 
and that we respect the game of the women's basketball. And I think that that was very cool. So I, we appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we're, I think we're good, dude. We are extremely good. So we'll, you know, of course, none of the players that were traded haven't, they haven't played any games just yet. Nah. So we know, um, maybe tonight, maybe over the weekend, you know, upon the next, you know, episode, we'll have how these teams are doing, except the Rockets. Like, we might as well just not even talk about them, y'all, because <laughs> a different story for a different day. But, yeah, we'll definitely have those. Because, we'll, you know, we'll be able to see the winners and the losers, not, like, right off the back, but just to see the impact that, Vucevic will have on the Bulls, or yeah, we'll Bulls. we'll know in the coming weeks for sure exactly, exactly. how exactly how well these trades are going to work out. But on also, paper, a lot of teams help themselves. So yeah, absolutely. And then also Drummond and Aldridge both being bought out. Of course, we'll talk about where they land because I'm sure they'll have a sense over it over the next couple days or not. Hopefully, they don't rush and make a decision. Andre Drummond, you can make a decision. You can you you've been out of well, you know both of them. Haven't really played in a while, mm-hmm. so you know, take your time with your decision. Make the fit that don't go somewhere just because of the, the the team. Oh, you know, you want to go to the Lakers, and then you know, it's like, oh, um, well, I, I tried it; it doesn't work. Go somewhere where you feel it's best. Whether it's New York, I see Andre Drummond has Charlotte on his list too. Just don't go there. Go anywhere else but Charlotte. You know, uh, Audrey, yeah. you got the top four. You know, me, I say Miami. You may say Portland. You, Who knows? But we here will have it for you. Matt will be back here as well. And uh, we can't wait to hear about Miami and how he enjoyed Because I believe he went to the, what was it, the Heat and the Blazers game? Uh, he did, right? yeah. I'm actually just excited to hear him talk Lakers ball, man. Yes, yes. Because I know he's going to have something. In, in the last month since we have uh, been been on here. Uh, it's gotten it's gotten bleaker, so I can't wait to talk to Matt about that. Can't wait to see how he feels. I remember because Pierre, something to remember going into the next episode before we get out of here. Something to remember is that no one has been on this podcast has been more at your throat about the Rockets than Matt. Matt. Yeah, because the Lakers have been uh, so good that he is uh, taking some jabs. I mean, I, I I take a jab here and there for sure, but you know I understand what it is to be a fan and when things aren't going right. You know? Yeah, Matt. So you got on a speak. pretty crazy scale. So no, Matt. The next week it's going to be uh, a rude awakening, my friend. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, man. Because y'all <laughs> on the four game losing streak. Y'all in fourth seed now. Yeah, I know you're gonna say because of Brown and AD. This, this dude, this dude was pushing for Kyle Lowry. Pushing. He was. He, he was really pushing. was. And I, I didn't say like, it to him then. I wanted to save it, like for this moment where it was like. Man, how the mighty have fallen! Where they are, where Matt is sitting there going, "Dude, we need Kyle Lowry. We need just trade. We need Kyle Lowry." <laughs> it's like it's so like, weird to see. PhD. Like, no, yeah, but, he, but the fact that he was pushing so hard, somebody like Kyle Lowry, a guy who I know we've like almost clowned in the last, you know, in the last year, as far as like, you know, you can get rid of him because Kyle, you know, Fred Van Viet's there. You don't really need him, whatever. And it's like yeah. now, it's like we need this guy. It's yep. like ah, oh, things have changed. So right, hey Kyle. Uh, second thought, we're not going to trade you. We're just going to yeah, be- man. And he's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. But yeah so Matt, Matt, just know next week. Next week, Matt, definitely. But at this time, yeah, we want to thank you guys, you know, for us being in the top 10. It's, it's huge. We're going to build off of it. You know, it is a wild factor, like Riley said, because we, you know, we do cover WNBA, WNBA, excuse me. But, you know, this just means we got to cover it more. You know, 
give the people what they want. At this time, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us at fullcourtpress82.com. You can head over to the website, tssaw.com, or you can come into the group chat, SSAW, and uh, chit-chat with us and all that. Riley, it's been a pleasure, man. Always, man. Always is. And we can't wait for the next one. Thank y'all for listening, and we are out. Later. Oh.